Welcome, babes. You are in for a real treat today because Topher is not here. A real treat. A real treat. And Nicole is. And as you know, when Topher's away, Nicole will play. And what does that exactly mean? I am here with two of my best gal pals who are just giggling right next to me. Shannon and Olivia. Say hi, you guys. Hello. Oh my god, hi. Wow, wow. This is really great. This is great. Hey babes. Hey babe. Remember that time we watched X? Oh, do I remember? Do oh my I? god. Do I remember? So yeah, we're going to be covering X, which is a 2022 American slasher film written, directed, produced and edited by none other than Ty West. So, we're going to be we're going to try to follow the normal format today, no promises, but what that means is that we're going to give you a little rundown of who made this thing, shout out the cast and the crew, and then we'll go through the plot, and then we will analyze said plot. So, I already said that uh, it's been written, directed, produced, and edited by Ty West, but it stars Mia Goth, which... Perfect name. Literally. Literally perfect. perfect name. Perfect name, like, perfect skin, perfect eyebrows. I've never been more jealous. We weren't able to officially figure out if that was an actual just star name or Let if that see. is her real name. Or if she was at one point accused of being a goth and was like, me? Oh, you guys. No, <laughs> it's it even... really went with it. You guys, it's even cooler. Oh, what is it's that? even cooler. Please. So, okay. Her full name... She's Portuguese. Her full name is... Mia Gypsy Mello da Silva Goth. No. Oh. Who were her parents? Um, and she's younger than us. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I can Take tell by back. I can tell right. by her literal skin. Her... I know, I know. She's literally perfect. I mean, I mean she we has just that, saw her naked. So. She has that X factor, you know. She does. No, I take it back. Like, she's an actual queen, and I support her, and it's the best name I've ever heard. Literally, I'm honestly just jealous, I have to be honest. So, also in this movie, we have Jenna Ortega, which we would know from um, the most recent Scream. She was also in Studio 666 with the Foo Fighters. She's really our new Scream queen. Like, she's kind of following in Jamie Lee Curtis's footsteps. She Mm -hmm. has been in all of the most contemporary horror films that have been really good honestly um we have martin henderson we have britney snow oh, hello we stand hello. britney snow we love britney snow what was it you were saying you were just like mm. she always plays kind of like the same kind of character but she knows who the she blonde is with nuance that's the what you were saying with she's the blonde bombshell trope yeah but she always plays it with nuance and sophistication or if not sophistication, at least an understanding of what that trope entails. And then she flips it on its head in the smallest of ways. It's a self-aware... Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Somehow. No, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I think that's why I love her so much, because you you underestimate her, because you're like, oh, she's just like a blonde actress, and then she pulls something out, and you're just like, damn. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, girl. Bad Blair. Bad Blair. Someone great, anyone? Someone great. <laughs> and then we have Owen Campbell. Oh, we have Kid, Kid Cudi. Cudi. We have Kid <laughs> Cudi. I'm not going to say his... I mean, 
he's credited as that, but... Oof, we, have, we have things to say about Kid Cudi. You guys just we'll wait. There. We'll get there. You Oof. guys. Oh, my God. Immediately. Immediately. And let's see. It was filmed in New Zealand, which is a shocker to me. I thought it was literally filmed, like, in fucking Arkansas or some shit. Um, wait, that wasn't in, in New Zealand? It was filmed in New Zealand. It looks like Texas to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like they made it seem... Because he said he was from a different... Part, a different county, and he said that he was from like Houston or yeah. something. Yeah, right. No, so they it were definitely. To be it was in set in Texas, and it did give off like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why would vibes. they travel all the way to New Zealand to just shoot in Texas? I know. I think that you could get the same. I really don't know. I wonder if it's like. Well, no, I don't think it'd be a tax thing that because like it'd be way more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta fly everybody out there. Like Middle Earth mm. is in New Zealand. Texas ain't like no. Yeah. I, that was it. That's a shocker to me. So they me. filmed this in Middle Earth. Great. Literally. And we have a score by Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolf, which shout out this this whole soundtrack mm. and score, like 10 out of 10, Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. So good. So fucking good. Um, it had its world premiere at South by Southwest in uh, March of 2022, and then it was released in theaters on March 18th, 2022, it's by A24, of course. We love a vibe. We love A24. Mm-hmm. We've loved everything that's come out from A24. So it gives, you know, it gives off a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, and the critics definitely um, caught on to that. It's a slasher film. It's definitely paying homage to a lot of films, especially Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we will definitely talk about. And let's see. Oh. Here's some news. Um, there's a prequel called Pearl, which is the <gasps> old woman's name that is... Uh, we'll get... <laughs> okay, it said it was sh- secretly shot back-to-back with X and is in post-production right now. I have goosebumps. No, Pearl's my least favorite character. <laughs> oh, my Whoa. God. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, no, I can't wait. That's like some Nurse Ratched. Yes, I actually would love to know her backstory. I have a lot of questions. She gives a little bit, you know, as she's looking at herself in the pictures and giving a little bit of a soliloquy about her past life. (laughs) Soliloquy? (laughs) Not a soliloquy. (laughs) Um, Say that word after having a bottle of wine. (laughs) Two bottles. Soliloquy. Yeah, but I just... Yeah, I want to see that. I wonder if it will answer, like, any of our questions or just present more. Maybe both. Maybe both. I hope both. I hope both. I want this to keep going. I want to know everything. Um, So it did pretty well at the box office. It made $13.3 It's a tight running time of 106 minutes, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast religiously, you know I personally love. I think an hour 45 is genuinely the best running time for a movie do not go over a short Mm -hmm. ass movie do not go over i am i'm even like i think the only more ideal thing would be like i love going to see a show that's 90 minutes like a broadway show that's 90 minutes no intermission tight 90 tight 90 you know i just i i have adhd Mm -hmm. i have to i have to you know Mm -hmm. i can't i can't Mm -hmm. sit there um but anyways, that's pretty much all I had to say about who made this thing. So we're going to head into the plot, which you guys feel free to jump in any time you'd like as we go through this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. plot. I will jump in. So 
1979. We meet Maxine Minx, which I didn't know that was her last name. Okay, yes, girl. Yeah, so she has um, a, a real name. Of, her real name is Mia Goth, and then she has the audacity to be Maxine Minx in this movie. Honestly, I've never had oh, more envy. So she's an aspiring uh, porn actress, and she's going on a road trip through Texas with her producer boyfriend, Wayne, uh, basically uh, Matthew McConaughey from Magic Mike. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about that um yeah truthfully oh, i thought it was matthew mcconaughey from the trailer sat down no he he, he dated meredith gray and gray's anatomy so i immediately knew who this man was i didn't watch enough gray's i watched like the first season and i couldn't he, i couldn't he, do it he's got some daddy energy for sure he does have some daddy energy <laughs> he's daddy before daddy, daddy put me gets in the porn home. movies daddy <laughs> put me in the porn make me a star before daddy gets home Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> so we're with her producer boyfriend, Wayne, and then we have our fellow actors, Bobby Lynn and Jackson Hole. Amazing. Jackson Hole, Amazing, stop. No. amazing. <laughs> that is, oh my god. That's Kid Cudi, yeah? Kid yeah. Kid Cudi is Jackson Hole. Jackson stop. Hole. I love it. I yep. hope that was his decision. I hope so too, because he did, um, he was an executive producer on this. Yeah. So, Ooh. I mean, he probably had he probably had a lot of say, I would, I would assume. And then we've got our director, RJ. And then we've got RJ's girlfriend, Lorraine, who's played by Jenna Ortega, like I said. So they're trying to shoot a porn. And then Bobby right, Lynn. But they mentioned, because they're talking about how Debbie, I know I talked to you about this, and you guys weren't really familiar with it, but Debbie Does Dallas had just come out. Yeah, tell was, me more about that, because so, I don't I mean, know much about I it. I can't speak on it, no, like, please. in, like, expert terms. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I you know, speak on <laughs> pornography in expert terms, but as someone who like you know would wake up and watch the late night shows when they were young, um, mm-hmm. Debbie Does Dallas was. I feel like I mean, obviously people are gonna correct me if I'm wrong, but like pretty monumental in the porn industry because it was like a feature film that was extremely popular and was airing everywhere and it made tons of money. Like, mm-hmm. everyone saw it. So it wasn't just, like, smut that, like, like your creepo teacher went and jerked off to in a movie theater by themselves. Like, apparently it was, like, huge. Okay. So, like, they talk about it in the movie. Like, if we do half as well as Debbie Does Dallas, then we're going to be big stars. We're going to make tons of money. Right. Ooh. So I think that was that was going on in the 70s. Like, mm. oh, so maybe was this, like, when porn kind of first started to have, like, narratives and it wasn't just, like, people fucking? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I yeah, know. I think I think it was people realized that they could actually make a ton of money off of well-produced, like, porn. And they all, yeah. like, he talks about, he's like, we don't need to hire a studio. Like, we can make it ourselves and save all that money and then just make bank. Right. Yeah, I think this was supposed to be set in the late 70s, so that mm-hmm. sort of yeah. tracks, I mm-hmm. think. Where um, you start to have, like, a narrative, and, and that's when you get, like, the acting. And then people could film it themselves. They realize that they could yeah. make movies by themselves. Yeah. Amateur porn and everything. Mm-hmm. So you have that big breakout moment within this specific industry, which happened to be porn, mixed with the American dream. Right. And then you have people just, like... Yeah, trying like, to be ambitious and shoot everything themselves. Yeah, she does like, like a line, yeah. like which I think is oh like like God. half a gram of coke, like this line, and she looks in the mirror and she's like, "You're a fucking sex symbol," and I was like, "I can that be my daily affirmation?" There's Maybe so many affirmations, but like look in the mirror and just be like. <laughs> You're a fucking sex symbol. Like yeah. every day, I'm gonna do that now. I think we, yeah, I think we all need to tell ourselves that more often, personally. Mm-hmm. It's just in an opening mm-hmm. scene of my life. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah, they're they're all shooting for stardom here through this um, 
through this porn um, adult film that they're trying to make. And then we have Bobby Lynn and Jackson strike up a romance. I'm not going to say that name without that accent, by the way. Um, While we have our religious Lorraine, who is just like not into it. She is just like... Church Mouse. Church Mouse is the perfect nickname for her. And then we have RJ, who attempts to make it seem like a serious cinematic piece. This is like his pinnacle. He is like, this is going to be like the most beautiful film I've ever like made. He's the artist. He's the artist. He's he the like artist. has a vision, you know. <laughs> He's like, this isn't just a smut film, everybody. Like, this is art. Like, we're making art. Like, I love in the it. middle of nowhere. Like, does. why doesn't anyone see my vision? Like, he's Everyone that character. But like, I think it's important to know also because y'all like that RJ is with Lorraine, the church yes. mouse. Yes, boy- I did. I didn't. <laughs> catch their boyfriend on to girlfriend. That. <laughs> like, who has said that ever? Their boyfriend girlfriend. <laughs> BFGF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They like like each other. They like like each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um. So then the group arrives at this um busted ass farm. Um, Howard and Pearl, who's an elderly couple, whose guest house the group it, it, they're they're wanting to shoot in this guest house. They've offered. Or they've asked for $30, and he's like, I'll, you know, make it a sweet deal, and gives them more. And so the name of their film is The Farmer's Daughters. So we can expect exactly where this is going to go. So um, Howard is like, shows up at the front door, full on with a shotgun, and Matthew McConaughey looking ass is just kind of like, whoa, man. But also the scariest man you've ever seen. Yeah, it's kind of textbook what horror films have, like, shown us either as The Harbinger, which is usually a very, like, traditional... It comes in... The Harbinger comes in different, you know, shapes and sizes and and forms, of course, but it's normally a grotesque-looking being who's, like, telling you... You know, like, don't go in there, don't do this, don't do that. And then they're not credible because they're not, like, they seem crazy. They're not hot. Because they're not attractive. I only listen to hot people. Yeah, so, like, you're immediately, exactly, yeah, no, that's exactly it. I only listen to hot people. That's exactly what this movie. But even then, I'm like, what do you know you're hot? Like, what what do you know of the world? Yeah, What? how did you get to this point of hotness? Mm, Tell me your your secrets. Um, But, yeah, so it's. Right from the beginning here, it just, you know, red flags abound. We see there's not a light bulb in the home. Someone has not paid the electric bill. It's dark as fuck. Like, I, like, literally, it is so dark. There is just not a lamp, not even a fucking candle, so you can't even call them Amish. When there is a lamp, (laughs) it's a single light bulb. Yeah. Oh, a single light bulb. Just one. Just a one. With a chain. But we like that kind of like broad yeah. daylight. So like no one could see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This made it very hard to watch this movie because it was very bright in the room and then this movie is just so fucking dark. And so we meet we meet Howard in a very scary scene with where he has a shotgun and everyone's like, Oh shit, something's going wrong and then he claims that there is no that it's not loaded. It's important to note that Wayne also says, like, hey, man, I've got the same thing in my glove compartment saying that he has an unloaded gun that's really just used to intimidate people. So they're all talking. Howard's like, don't, you know, uh, my wife's next door. So this is like their guest house, I guess, sort of, or like, you know, whatever. And then there's like the main house. And he's like, my wife's next door. So like, no funny business. Keep it, you know, discreet. Basically, like, don't be loud. Don't have sex. Like, you know. Be pure little angels. Um, and, but 
we we all as audience members know exactly what they're there to do. So we're like, ha, that's not going to happen. Um, so then after this, they start filming this porno. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. We get a really hot sex scene mm-hmm. with Britney Snow and Kid Cudi. Oh, what else could you want? What else could you want? I didn't know I needed that. Right. Until it happened. Well, that's why then... at, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, wait, Kid Cudi's filming a porn. I had never at this moment <laughs> known that I needed to see Kid Cudi's dick until this moment. And exactly. I was like, if I don't see it, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. So again, we didn't know we needed... It this. just was like the ultimate by panic moment for me. Yeah. Um, in the moment, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do. And God, it's so real. Yeah. And it was that over the top. Like Britney Snow did an amazing job of like playing that over the top porn actress. Oh that yeah. She's like oh my god. Like, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm so good. <laughs> yeah. You make me so wet. Oh, you make me so wet. And I my loved, name is Liam. I so love. <laughs> I I'm love, so sorry, Mom. <laughs> I love the moment where there was some genuine... So, there, so um, what's his name who was trying to direct the... RJ. The, RJ. RJ. Yeah. Was trying to spew out some directorial movements. Like, hey, can you do this? Or can you do that? Can you move your body in this way? And Kid Cudi literally looks at him and goes, how about you leave the fucking to me? You and do then, the direct and I'm going to do the screw in. Oh, like, yes, 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 thank you. Yes, thank you. That's Something so much like Yes. And then it makes, um, it makes her laugh. Yeah. And it's like a genuine moment of like her being in the moment and she's like giggling. But then you see AJ. AJ? RJ. 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 Like, move the camera to her while she's laughing, and then she realizes, oh, shit, I shouldn't be laughing. I need to be performing. Oh, it, it's an and amazing it's like, moment. And it's like, I'm a director. I want to, yeah. like, capture this real moment. Yeah. And she immediately throws her head back, like, eh. But isn't that so funny that, like, in that moment of, like, in terms of, like, the performance of porn, that, like, to see a woman also be, like, laughing and enjoying herself is, like, not what people maybe want to see. Or she doesn't oh, yeah. think so that that's like, what people want to see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she's like, okay, wait a minute. I have to stop laughing and immediately, like, perform again. Go back to my then, sexy like, face uh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. laugh that's one of the best parts of it yeah laughing during sex if you're not laughing during sex you're not having a good time to be honest I agree like, absolutely I like yeah one time no matter <laughs> <laughs> finish that glass of wine but, and then maybe you'll share uh, yeah. but I guess like in terms of like making porn for the male gaze mostly yeah. I feel like that's just really interesting to kind of see this woman like snap out of a moment of pure joy or happiness or like giggling like yeah and being like wait a second like I can't actually show like a genuine human emotion I have to be performing in this moment even if she was enjoying it it's just oh, like yeah. a it's just an interesting kind of subtle cue of of like femininity in like the male gaze the, yeah the, I, the realness of sex like yeah what yeah. it's actually like what what actual female pleasure actually entails exactly. and what actually like, enjoyable sex actually entails but like kid cuddy says later like to her like oh obviously you're enjoying yourself she was like dude that was all a performance and he's yeah. like, standing at the window and she's like you don't believe that i was faking it and she starts like making all the noise. Yeah. She's like, oh god, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like saying all the stuff, and she, he's like, oh, 
Like, she's like, you don't understand that that was performance. That's not what real pleasure looks like. Like, they even mention it in the movie. Like, so I'm glad that they talked about it. Which I've always thought is really interesting just because we have catered so many things towards the male gaze that I think that that has been an ultimate detriment to um, female pleasure. Just because, like, a lot of men think that... They think that pleasure looks like one thing when it indeed does not... um, I hope you guys are enjoying this ASMR. It's really great. It's really great. You're going to get this very bottom. We should have... Why didn't we get more bottles of wine, you guys? But I think that it's... I think that that is always been... That's always been something that's really interesting to me when, as someone who has watched porn, of course, like, who hasn't, but just seeing... You watch porn? (laughs) Listen, I'm not on this prude to anal pipeline. Prude to anal pipeline. You have to talk about about that later. Later? Talk about it right now. <laughs> well, we have to tie we have it to, to get back. Okay, yeah. got it. We got have it, to got tie got it, it to um, what happens. Hashtag crew to anal pipeline. Let's, literally, let's it's a thing. Out. It is a thing, and I, I just, I've always found that really interesting because I think that that's ultimately become a detriment to um, um, female pleasure, in, oh, yeah. because of just what we've um, presented to you know, like when teenage boys start to like kind of discover porn and everything, what they see is what they think is what mm. pleasure looks like. Mm-hmm. And it only looks like one thing. Super easy. And like girls see yeah. it too. Like you see, like you think something's wrong with you. Yeah. Like you, you see these women in porn and you're like, wait, they're having the best time ever and he's doing nothing. So like, what's wrong yeah. with me? You're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm complicated. Like you apologize for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, that's the environment that it's created, which is really interesting to me. Um, which is why I'm, I don't know, I think, I think that's such a big discussion about like the porn industry in general, which is, I think a little bit about what this movie is getting at. But, Mm -hmm. um, as we, as we continue on, so Maxine is invited inside the couple's home by Pearl, by a finger, right? She's like, she's beckoning. beckoning with like a wisp of a cotton candy hair. Just in like a nightgown. <laughs> She's just again, like we were saying, like it's like it's, it's really true. sad. It is you, sad. Like, this woman, and you're like, oh my god, you poor thing. When it's like, no, this literally happens to everybody. But you're like, this woman is actually terrifying. A cotton candy. Oh, hair. She's a wisp of a cotton candy hair. <laughs> a wisp of a cotton candy hair. Many a liver spot. Many a liver spot. Um. So. We can kind of see that Pearl is longing for her her youth. She's jealous of Maxine's youth. She's kind of like, I used to be a dancer. Um, she sh- she's showing her pictures again in this very dimly lit house. Again, wh- who was supposed to pay Con Ed and who did not? Like, did they have electricity? I just like, don't understand. The there's 70s? not. There's not a candle. There's not, not a, a candle. candle. Not a light. Not a fireplace. Nothing. Um, really giving Texas a bad name. Um, New Zealand. And New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> Truly. It's Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Um, so they're talking and then um, it gets, it gets, it, it advances a little too far. Uh, Pearl makes a little sexual advance towards Maxine by like poking her boob. Um, I guess, right? Doesn't she just, like, reach out and, like, try to touch? She's, like, looking at her longingly and being, like, I used to be beautiful like you. And, like, just clearly it turned, like, the jealousy and, like, admiration turns to lust. And she reaches out in, like, this way and touches her boob. 
With a single finger. Uh, with a single little bony-ass finger. I think it's also really important to note, I don't know if you had mentioned this, I'm not, I don't think that you did, um, Maxine is wearing mm-hmm. the jean outfit of the century. The outfit of the century. Listen, jean overalls with no bra, full side titty. I'm sorry, Shannon, full... are you, can you say that she was asking for it? No. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be heard here that Shannon said that Maxine absolutely. was absolutely no. Oh, no. That is not the conversation we're having. That is not the conversation we're oh, having. No. Oh, no. I am mostly saying this because, one, I am jealous of her outfit. I thought she, I genuinely thought she looked hot. But not to say that she's asking for it, but that is the image of this old lady's finger poking the side, poking boob. the side of an exposed area of her side chest. So then Pearl uh, decides to watch Maxine in the in the in the porn um, having sex with Jackson. Oh my gosh! In the barn with well, the milk. She's a little milkmaid in is. the barn. I think there's an Wait, we skipped the part no. with her jumping in the water, though. Oh, yeah. But I guess that's not necessarily important to the plot. But she, like, jumps in the water. This is for her. This is a really meat. great shot, though. But she's, like, swimming in the water naked. Pearl's watching from the wings. And this alligator is swimming after Maxine. We get a bird's eye view shot of the alligator and her swimming to the dock. And we don't know who's going to win. Oh, yeah. And, like. It's scary. It's like, you don't know who's going to win. But she ends up making it. Which I guess is, like, this whole thing is kind of, like, symbolic of she doesn't realize that Pearl's after her or whatever. Yeah. Also, just, like, a precursor. Like, oh, there's fucking alligator gators in this water yeah we need to that needs to be set up for sure with yeah no so she has a whole interaction with pearl and then yeah um, pearl's husband so sorry let's let's go back so yeah um pearl is like touching maxine's boob yeah maxine's like what the fuck are you doing like why are you doing that and then pearl's husband starts approaching um i forget what his name is howard 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 herschel Close enough. <laughs> he starts approaching and she's like, you got to go. This will be our little secret. I'm glad you called that up. That is an important yes. thing this to know. This will be like, our little what secret. Is? Yeah. Like, what is, what, what is, is our little secret? So she's like, wants to keep this like little sexual intimate moment that she had private. Which means nothing really to Maxine other than like, you're just a creepy lady. Creepy. So yeah. Maxine sneaks out of the house, goes, does like three more lines of blow, goes <laughs> in, scene. puts her makeup back on, goes in to film her porn scene, which she then is like a milkmaid and then rides Kid Cudi's dick. And she shows us her X Factor, which yes. I guess Pearl's watching from the wings all along. Just yeah. being like, oh my God. She's in the window, and we get this um, great kind of cut shot between, like, you can tell this is the first time and kind of the only time that we see. Okay, so Maxine says this affirmation in the mirror a lot of, like, I will not have a life that I, or I want to have the life that I deserve or I something like that. I will not like accept that. a life that I do not deserve. Yeah, yeah. So we're not completely sure about her backstory or where that comes from, but this is the first time that instead of seeing um throughout the whole movie they show they keep showing scenes on the tv of this evangelical pastor yes that's just like talking about like sex fiends sex fiends and like losing their loved ones to like 
gangs of derelict sex fiends and like yeah. drug Sodom addicts and, and Gamora like Sodom and Gomorrah, like God forbid, sodomy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so in this, when Maxine is filming her scene with Jackson, um, this is, so we see a lot of Pearl um, lusting after Maxine as far as like her youth, or maybe it's something about Maxine, maybe it's her X factor, I don't know what it is, but Pearl is um, in a way seeing herself in Maxine. And then Maxine, for the first time, kind of, in this, um, while she, she turns around and she sees Pearl in the window and we get this cut shot of like, it's Maxine having sex with Jackson and then it's Pearl having sex with Jackson. It's like this cut shot mm-hmm. of yeah. us for the first time kind of seeing, um, seeing Pearl and Maxine kind of in this interchangeable, um, identity. And I think that that's really interesting tying that to, um, which we'll definitely get to this by the end of the movie, the message of the movie, but kind of tying this to um, Maxine's affirmation of like, um, I will not accept a life that I do not deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's what Maxine does not want to be, but it's what Pearl is dying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I think it's a really interesting parallel that they kind of tie together while she's literally having sex with um, well, Jackson. And, and she talks about like, like earlier when she was looking at the photos of herself, like she used mm-hmm. to be Maxine. Yeah, she was a dancer. She was. She had like the quote unquote X factor. Like she says something. She had the body, to that. the beauty. Yeah, like, she had all of the things but... and the ambition. The I ambition. Think, I also think it was like more than just like the physicality of the things that you needed in order to be this thing. It was like, not only did I have this, but I had the drive. I had the ambition. But she says something about um, the war took it all away. Like oh, sometimes. Yeah your life doesn't pan out the way that you want it to be and it's out of your control. Um, Which is kind of like, I don't know exactly when this was being filmed, but it's like sort of interesting maybe. We don't have to like fully dive into like pandemic territory, but I think that it's like really interesting. Yeah. Thinking about like when this is coming out of like potentially what sort of things were taken away from people absolutely at this time and i think like i thought about that kind of immediately Mm -hmm. um in terms of like people's i don't know dreams or aspirations like getting cut short or getting derailed yeah um for lack of a better term like because of something that was out of your control 100 i don't know if you can like fully compare the pandemic to a war but, like, maybe. I mean, well, it's I mean, still, you, like, a huge, you, like, yeah. worldwide generational trauma. Yeah. So. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, I think, too, I've seen, I mean, in the recent horror films that have come out, I've definitely seen parallels with that. I know that Topher and I have talked about that in previous episodes where we've covered something that has recently come to, come out. And we've talked about all along that I think that whether it is, Subconsciously or consciously, I think people are going to really make some very um, hard-hitting horror films in the future that really, you know, uh, are either going to directly be um, about the pandemic or they're going to be subliminally a little bit about it. Oh, and gosh. I, I think it was like The Stand with Stephen King that came out, and that was like, yeah, really terrifying. That was like if. Like, the worst-case scenario, like, if the world had, like, really succumbed to sickness and it turned into, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, Mad Max situation. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, it'll probably be like that. Or like the one, like the Don't don't Look Up when that came out. Like yeah. that was clearly all the parallels in the world. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, I think that that's a really, a really good and fair point that, um, that, you know, I think a lot of people have that fear because it has happened before. And then you have that kind of, um, you have that idea about people who are young. And I think that Pearl and Howard definitely have this, um, have this in their mind that young people think that they're invincible, that like nothing can happen to them. Um, and I think that that's part of their kind of, um, issue with them is that Mm -hmm. they're like, you're going to become just like me one day. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they say as much in the film. And I think that, I think it hits Maxine more than it hits the others because she's had this like intimate moment with Pearl where she's like, Oh, you were beautiful and you had all this drive and ambition. And then, um, and then Pearl is continues to kind of go after her in this way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just increases oh gosh, the, the so freakiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, oh God, now we get to the sad part. So Pearl, after watching Maxine have sex with Jackson, she's basically pleading with her husband Howard to have sex with her, but he's oh. like, my heart can't take it. She like comes in and like a beautiful, she goes in and she puts on makeup like Maxine has. Yeah. Like she puts the on blue this like, blue eye shadow. I don't, do you remember those like little like the, the eyeshadow applicators that we had that came with oh, everything wow. that were the little like oh, felt little yeah. so it was like the little sponges <laughs> yes and she's like putting that on and she puts on like a nice Claire's. dress she comes in and she's like dancing for him Aww. and she just like clearly just like wants to feel young she wants to feel wanted she wants to feel sexy mm-hmm. she wants to like have a little bit of that back and it's yeah. like I think we forget that like people oh, as they says, age he says he says we talked about this. Oh. I, I'm not oh. going to... These... They can back me up. I was crying. I yeah. was so upset. It's sad. It's so upset. I mean, it's one yeah. of my biggest fears. Like, and we can, like, begin this conversation now. Like, that fear yeah. of not being just, like, considered Desired beautiful. Not being considered or, beautiful. Like, because yeah. we just have, as a society, it's like, it's poison. Like, we've been told that, like, old people are not beautiful. Yeah. And so like, we have this biggest fear, and I think all of our moms, like, I don't know women. about y'all too, yeah. but, like, it's just, like, one of those things, like, it's it's just a thing. Like, your, your mom is, like, just like is afraid of being old and like doesn't like you you like do all the preventative measures like to prevent looking that way and it's like but why like women spend millions of dollars this is just this is the way i look and like i still am beautiful like it's like weirdly once you're past the point of being able to like um fertilely be able to like reproduce you are like on the degradation yeah, they throw you, you in the bin <laughs> are no longer desirable mm-hmm. like if you aren't able even if that isn't conscious or even if like your desire to be with a young woman is not because you want to actually have children there's like something weirdly fucked up and like like weird and primal or something animalistic and primal yeah, yeah about like is, my skin doesn't glow like it used to and i have wrinkles and like right. i didn't spend millions of dollars but like i had a life yeah i lived like i did the thing i spent all the time out in the sun like maybe i didn't wear as much sunscreen as i should have like but at the end of the but day, I, I lived my life yeah. like it's, and I didn't get Botox and do, like I, it's just it's so sad to yeah. think that you like you were just no longer desired by society. 
And, like, why does it bother us so much, too, also? I know. To be desired by society in general. Like, by your husband. I think, well, he's, like, he's, because he says in this moment, he's like, we've talked about this. He's also, like, my heart. So, clearly, he's not physically capable of having sex although, or like being right. super although, excited we were, we were all in that moment <laughs> sir there are so many other things you could have we done were, we were problem solving we were like you can watch her masturbate you can finger her there's there are plenty of things Your that don't involve probably still eat works. her yeah. out like I don't understand <laughs> if you were gonna have she a heart attack also yes. like listen like if you have a heart attack like I know that my partner would say this like if he had a heart attack and died while eating me out like glory glory so- what a wonderful way to die <laughs> what a wonderful way to die absolutely oh yes. my god he would absolutely love if that's the way that he died yeah and like i get it it's like no one like wants to die but it's like I mean, if you gotta choose i mean i'm gonna go at some point like, and i feel like what that's a, a way, really to, good go. way to go like just like make your wife happy sit on my face and suffocate sit me. on my face and suffocate <laughs> me i'm sorry mom for that one <laughs> my mom i can't i can't send this to her right now <laughs> but no sit on my face yeah. and suffocate me absolutely like just I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think we're playing, like, fast and loose with this because, like, no one really wants to go away and they, they want to stay healthy as long as they can. Right. But it's just, like, if you see your partner is that sad and upset, like, come on, man. You can still feel beautiful. Maybe she just wants you to, like, I don't know, play with her titty a little or bit. Or just, like, tell me I'm beautiful. Dance with me. I think that at that moment she was, like, yeah. I just want you to dance. With-. I mean, obviously this movie is extremely sexually charged. Yeah. So she wants to, like ride Kid Cudi's dick like at some point like I'm sure she does but it's like I think at that point all she like I think all anyone wants at the end of the day not anyone I won't say that but like largely people want to feel wanted and desired and like you want to feel special like someone thinks that you have the x X factor factor. that is something that we all share (laughs) that was really good Love that. No, I think that that's super valid. And also, I just have one thing to say Mm -hmm. that, like, I just feel like um, men who are with women should probably just talk to lesbians. I definitely agree with that. Like, what there is to do besides. I mean, it's like. Besides, use your penis. Like, sex with women is just like. (laughs) Can we also just. Can we just talk about, like, sex with women is just like. It's where it's at. I mean, I I mean, we don't have to dive fully into it, but I just wanted to bring it up as a, a sense of like this guy is literally like, my heart can't take it. I literally cannot show you physical love. Because I feel like I'm going to die. But it's so fucked up that in his own mind, that's the literally the only way that he is able to show another woman love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this might be, I'm literally like putting my hands around my mouth as I'm talking into this microphone. Right, because, say it louder for the back. Because I'm trying to say it louder for the back. I feel like men in general, straight men, cis straight men, generally think that the only way to please a woman or the partner that they're with that they have to do something like that this is kind of going off the rails from the plot of the movie but hey hey let's give let's a little have bit a two hour like psa <laughs> let's, let's give like a psa to like the yes. fact that um you don't have to 
to literally have penetrative physical sex in order to like please your partner and make her feel loved cared for admired desired all of these wonderful things yeah and pearl even though she is the horrific she's the horrific protagonist of this film weirdly in the moment of watching it you know you're like no girl like you deserve it like yeah. you deserve the love like oh, you deserve I, I to cried. be no 100 yeah. percent. well she's being vulnerable and being honest about what she wants she's not beating around the bush she's literally just saying like i want you to show me that you want me or tell me yeah. like in any way that you can yeah, she puts on her nicest dress and it's like she oh god it's so it is it is truly hard heartbreaking and I and I do love when horror films are really able to so one thing that this film does really fucking well is it makes you feel for every single character in this movie at one point except for maybe Howard I don't really feel for him that much um but everyone else in this movie I feel some sort of attachment to or I understand where they're coming from and I think that that is something that's so beautifully done so you as an audience member kind of feel torn and it's kind of like this um push and pull of like who should I be rooting for and I think that that's a really beautiful way to a distract us from like what's happening so when things actually fucking go down we're like still shocked we're like holy shit Mm -hmm. um and then also it just it just deepens our experience like I talk about on this podcast a lot about like character development because that's really what I tend to look for in films is like I want to feel something I want to have a reason for feeling sadness or for feeling you know something towards someone I don't want Mm -hmm. this just to be like an empty world where they haven't done any character development Mm -hmm. which unfortunately a lot of movies kind of put that on the back burner this one is not like that like this one I felt true sadness and compassion for almost every character in this yeah um and I thought that that was really great Mm -hmm. um and then I guess back to the plot (laughs) lol I know I know Topher Who? Absolutely. Topher Who by He's Never Literally. Coming Back on the Show. It's just us three. The the Foxy Car Crash. Oh man, I forgot all about that. That's a line earlier in the movie where they're like, We're like a foxy car crash. Ah, oh, there's so many amazing one liners in this movie. You guys Mostly I think, said I by Britney Spears. I can't I just I can't recommend it enough. If yeah. you were like a sex positive person that like is uh, all about like just like breaking down the barriers of like every stigma that has ever surrounded yes. sex and sexual freedom yeah. and like, polyamory and mm-hmm. just like getting rid of like jealousy and getting rid of like every single thing we've ever thought about just like the weird rules about sex and monogamy yeah that we've ever I, I don't know it, it's I would just 100% recommend it. It's so great. And, like, obviously it was made... I was about to say it's ahead of its time. It was literally made, like, a year ago. Like, <laughs> so yeah. The, but it's, like, 770. And so it's just very refreshing to see all these people. Yes. I don't know. I, re- I love no, that. No, that scene specifically, which I don't even know if we've gotten We've there. actually... Okay, so we're, we're, we're right there right there. now. So okay. um, they're relaxing in this, in this farmhouse. And this is when we kind of get... Um, Lorraine kind of speaking for the first time, really. Lorraine, um, the church mouse, the you church might remember, mouse? who's dating um, RJ, RJ, who's the cameraman. And they keep referring to her as the church mouse, and, like, she's really quiet. She keeps staring at me, like, what is wrong with this girl? Which, LOL, she's 
deaf gay. Oh, deaf gay. 100%. She's so cute. I, the amount of times that during this movie, I was like, gay, gay, like, gay. Well, yeah. she's literally holding the microphone, boom, and watching. What is her Maxine. name? Maxine. Maxine have sex with Kid Cuddy. Yeah. And she has a huge smile on her face. And right. we all looked at the at the screen and we all said gay. We saw ourselves. Gay. 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 Like, gay. It was like earlier in the movie. So she's like, like there looking with, in a mirror. She's there with her boyfriend who's the cameraman. Right. Yeah. And she's like, why are we here? This is disgusting. Like these people are like horrible sinners. And he's like, when did you become such a prude? Yeah. So I think that's also very important to know. Is yeah. she's like, when did you? He says, when did you become such a prude? And she's like, uh, am I a prude? And like, so I'm like, mm, do they fuck? Do they not? Yes. Like, she's just like at this point, like very averse to any alternative. At this point, like I guess you would, I'm doing big finger quotes. Alternative lifestyles. Yeah. No, 100%. She's definitely, um, I mean, we get the vibe that she's come from a very, like, sheltered upbringing and hasn't really been introduced to anything Mm -hmm. that wasn't, you know, um, sex after marriage or sex to procreate or whatever. Um, Or sex only with the person that you love. Yeah, that sort of um, fairy tale. And uh, so she ends up asking, she shocks everyone by asking to participate in the shoot um, which upsets RJ. Wait, but that's after, like, they have the whole conversation. Yeah, so they're having this conversation where, I mean, the three of us just kept saying, like, yes, because they're talking about how, um, how, how sex is just sex in a way, and that, you know, you can choose, you know, who you love, but you can't choose who you're attracted to, like, it's just something that happens, and that, um, they're talking a lot about, like, you know, uh, polyamory in that way, and they're just, I don't, she's like, how can you watch your partner have sex with someone else on screen? And yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, as long as the camera's rolling. Not only rolling. that, but she says, how can you love somebody and fuck someone else? Yeah. It was like, not just a matter of yeah. like, how can you do this? It was like, I think there was some kind of like ultimatum thinking where she's like, you can't simultaneously love somebody and fuck someone else. There's yeah. no there's no way. Yeah. yeah. So she's like having this battle within herself and she doesn't really know like where she stands with it and she feels like kind of um like self-assured in this like take. But yeah. then everyone in the room is like <laughs> sorry. is like I'm adjusting my sports bra. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's hot in here. Everyone in the room ends up, like, having their own kind of diversified take on that, which is, like, Olivia, you were saying, in terms of being pro-non-monogamy or polyamory or just sort of, like, thinking about sex and relationships in these, like, alternative terms where, like, sex is sex, like you can simultaneously have a lot of feelings or love for somebody, but then also, like, fuck somebody else. And, like, also we're shooting a movie. Like, yeah. we're this acting. Like, and this, this is, is not work. real. Yeah. And so, um, Oh, and then they yeah. go off, like, Brittany Snow says something that's, like, very poignant and kind of on brand with 
kind of like I would say like a lot of the theme of this film she's like I'm gonna do all of this while I'm young because I don't want to get old and I can't do it anymore and then regret not doing it yeah so she's like I'm gonna experience as much as I can like while I'm young yeah Mm -hmm. and like I'm gonna I'm gonna really go for it and like while I'm at my sexual prime and feel my hottest and can actually just like act on all these urges that I'm having why would I not and they're like to, and they do all these do these like cheers and everyone's like to no judgment like to doing what you want to having the life that you want to like it was just, it's such a powerful scene and you see it mm-hmm. really changed Lorraine yeah like she really it's a beautiful there's definitely a beautiful um, sense of openness between these people who are not only friends but like coworkers and it kind of creates this really beautiful environment for them to create this film. I think something to know is that you don't hear a lot from men in this movie at all. Yeah. Like the men, the men, there are like maybe four men in the movie. I guess there's an equal amount of women. Like you don't hear a lot from them and like their opinions other than like the villain. But it's like they're they're all kind of like the women are like spouting their opinions and just like unabashedly. Ooh, that's such a good point. Really like talking about like their feelings about sex and just like not afraid to talk about them because really early early on not to go like back too fully but like the first scene of the film that they make is in the gas station Mm -hmm. and oh my god what's her name Brittany Snow Brittany Snow thank you so much um like they're starting to film like the part of the movie and so RJ RJ, the cameraman. Yeah, the cameraman is trying to film at the gas station of Kid Cudi. (laughs) I'm not gonna remember all of their names, but um, he is like (laughs) has refer to him as his character. (laughs) No, this is Kid Cudi. Um, He has like the gas pump in the car, and so the cameraman is like. You know, this is my vision. This is my art. And he feels like he knows the best way to do it. But Brittany Snow is like, actually, sir, if you tilt the camera up from this angle, it'll look like it's his cock. It's so, cock. like, she just says it so casually. casually. And it's so, good. so right. And then we get to see what it looks like. And we're like, yeah. I love yeah. that. That's like. <laughs> I know what we're talking about. That is like a feminist moment. We're well, like, well, so she's that. like, excuse me, I will female explain this to you because actually yes. that is the way to do yes. it. Yes. Like, well, what you're doing, like, film is fucking gas pump. It's his cock filling up the car. Like, obviously, yes. Yeah. People. She's yes. like artistically directing his film for him. And I feel like that was just the first moment that we got to see on screen where yeah. she was like asserting her authority maybe when she didn't need to or where it wasn't asked for but she was like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna do it anyway yeah Yeah. and so then from there on I do feel like every woman in this film was kind of directing the whole thing because the only thing that I remember that the other guy said was there was one point when the older man Howard Howard Howard, came into the house where they were all at before they filmed and the Matthew McConaughey man Wayne Wayne said like one of his like I don't remember him saying anything besides him also being like 
why are you looking at my woman? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, my, 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 like, future fiance. My or future whatever. fiance. Like, I, I know it's probably been a while since you've, like, seen something so beautiful, but, like, like, all of the male dialogue was, like, always rooted in misogyny or it's rooted in... It's the Bechdel in... test, but reverse. Yes. Like, the men don't pass that Bechdel test where they're <laughs> always talking about the women, but the women are talking about things outside of that of substance. Yes, exactly. And I I love that you mentioned that, Olivia, because it I didn't even realize that until you said that, that, yeah, the men mm-hmm. kind of have these throwaway lines... That don't even really. They're background characters. They're background characters for sure. And like I was, I am also kind of almost glad that they. I was fully expecting them to make Wayne like a main character, but like an asshole at the same time. Yeah. But just like an obnoxious asshole, like abusive or whatever. Like, but they didn't. They were like, you know, he's gonna be supportive. Like, obviously, he says like offhand like shit, like like the thing, like where he's like, "Have you ever seen something so beautiful?" But they. The men in this movie, other than Howard, are, like, actually, like, other than, like, of the time. They're saying 70s shit. Like, that, like, yeah. wasn't really... It's not really okay today, but, like... It's true. They were actually... Right. They're pretty supportive of the women in the movie, and, like... That's true. And Time West... good. I'm, I'm very glad yeah. that it was, like, a mainly, like, female power... Oh, 100%. Movie. And then with it being such a sex-positive movie, and then also being very driven by, um the female characters really made this um, made this really effective in that way. And Ty West is really great at this. I mean, he was, he did um, House of the Devil where he literally put Greta Gerwig in this like amazing pizza restaurant where like, I fell in love with Greta Gerwig oh, in this her. pizza She's restaurant amazing. in House of the Devil. It's amazing. It also has 70s vibes too. So he's really great at putting powerful female characters in the 70s yeah <laughs> it's like a weird niche thing yeah. for him that i've noticed and yeah. i think that that's well that's it was such really a big cool. time for women like fully like actually like discovering their voice yeah and, like the fact that he like puts men in there who are like supporting their voice is like good really like cool. that's like because it's just so annoying and it's just been done to see the man the men who like chop women down I don't yeah. want to see it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm truly. I'm sick of it, and I understand that. that it's like historically accurate, but I just, I don't want to see it anymore. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, I want to see men supporting women. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. and they. I'm bored when they don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not intrigued by that, like whatsoever. Um, but yeah, yeah like she you, says, she wants to be in a porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Lorraine decides, kind of goes completely to to the other side, and is like, yeah, I, I don't want to be considered as prude anymore and I would like to be in the film um which is where we got the uh prude to anal pipeline because we were like Ooh. anal she's gonna go for anal yeah of course and <laughs> what do we mean? I feel it was immediately like she wants to do she anal, wants to do anal. Because anal. this is like outside of the script I was like oh she wants to add well anal because every like, Christian girl yes is okay with every, anal. It's every a, single it's, one of Because them. it's not cool. Every single Christian girl wants <laughs> yeah, to do because anal. And just write that down that every girl... It's not okay. a quote-unquote, like, penetration or for reproduction. So, like, it's a weird so loophole. Okay. Yeah, it's okay because we're not um, trying in to In God's make standards. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it doesn't. It happens. It definitely It's happens. a real like, thing. No, it is a you. thing. It's not a loophole for me. Thank you. I know. It's, it is totally... It's a real thing. It is a real thing. And... I've known so many girls like that. Yes. I... I yeah. Anal, prude to anal pipeline. It is a thing. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, whatever you need to do, uh, I guess. 
But um, so RJ is very upset by this, um, but he ends up agreeing to shoot the scene between Lorraine and Jackson. But then um, he attempts to leave while the others are sleeping. So he's like in the shower. He gets really upset after she um, does this scene. He's crying. He leaves, you know, to do something impulsive. um, And he ends up being stopped by Pearl who is attempting to seduce him. And he's like, nah, I don't want to see that. No, 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 no. And what does Pearl do? Stabs him in the motherfucking neck. 17 17 times. He ran into my knife. 17 (laughs) times. Literally. Well, it's important to note that he was sobbing in the shower and then also said, I know what I could do. I'm going to take the car so no one else can leave. It was like very right, dramatic. Thanks, thanks, it was bro. like very dramatic and impulsive where he was like, no one cares about me. My girlfriend just fucked somebody else in front of me and I didn't I didn't know how to well, like that's also kind of fair. Like they didn't have okay, a conversation I didn't, about I it. Didn't, and like okay, I was like no. she was just deciding like he was not necessarily cool with it. So we had this conversation like she should be allowed to do whatever she wants. And he, he has this conversation with Wayne. Where he's like, women are going to do what they want, and it's better for you to support her through this than her to go off and, like, freak out. But, like, okay. which is but also he a did not sexist, adequately, but. he did not adequately, like, communicate his boundaries. He did not. Oh, no, he did not. He did not. And neither did and she, though. And neither did... Okay, just, this is not um, a wonderful uh, situation. sort of situation or example for non-monogamy or polyamory. However, dick. she did. And she was wearing <laughs> these panties that says Sunday on the back, and I was happy about it. Oh, I didn't, I couldn't she see. She was wearing Day of the said. Week undies, which Day of the Week undies are cute until you wear them on the wrong day. Oh, I think they're cuter that way. No, it looks Hot like you take. wore them for three days. I think it's just, if you're wearing them on Wednesday and it's like a Saturday, it's like, have I been wearing my panties for three days? I think it. I think it just Do they means. Smell <laughs> I think it just means that you're like, I don't know. You're 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 chaotic. A little chaotic. <laughs> like be, I don't know. Could be hot. I don't know. Could be kind of hot. Um. Anyway. I just feel like I wanted to uh, take a moment to pause to go into the sobbing in the shower to impulsively running towards the keys moment because I instantly was also like, what is his sign? I don't know. I've been trying to think uh, about this since you asked I, that. It's, 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 it's giving very much it's like giving, Pisces. It's giving oh. cancer or Pisces man. It's, it's definitely water sign. It's it, But also, I don't know, man. It could be, I think, Pisces. I don't think cancers are that vindictive. Mm, mm. Maybe a Scorpio. Huh. That seems too obvious. Scorpio is a little bit more like under the radar. I mean, I'm a Scorpio, but I wouldn't do that. You're not. Scorpios aren't impulsive. Fair. I feel maybe like. It's sad. <gasps> maybe he's a Sag. <laughs> I love this. I love maybe. this conversation. Oh, but anyway, I just feel like the impulsiveness of going from sobbing in the shower to suddenly shifting and being like, fuck everybody. I'm going to like impulsively grab the keys and go and everyone's mm-hmm. going to be fucked off. Fragile man. Like, and what, what, are, what, are, what are they going to do without <laughs> me? Um, gave very cancer or Pisces man like to me. But... 
Anyway, then that's the moment that yeah. he runs into Pearl, which I feel like is sort of important just to like add in in there because like he's in the midst of he's like having a, a collapse. Moment. Like yeah. he's having a moment, he's collapsing, he's having like a um, a moment of vulnerability and weakness. And so then he stops the car to see Pearl because Pearl is like sitting in the middle of the road. Which I find and his then... collapse interesting because yeah. he's so, this kind of reminds me of a lot of like, okay, so I grew up in Georgia where a lot, and I grew up as like a theater kid in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people's parents were like chill with like other kids being gay But if it got too close, meaning, like, their kid was gay, it was a problem. So this kind of reminds me of that in the sense that he's fine with all of this, like, sexual freedom until it threatens his relationship. Mm, mm. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, no, that's totally true. So it's kind of this... like, he tells her the whole time. He's like... You're such a prude or, like, like, No, so, like, when she's like, yeah, I want to do the porn, he's like, no, you can't. She's like... Why are you being such a prude? So she like she turns it back turns on him. Back on him. So it like challenges totally him. Right. In that I way. actually had a lot of compassion for RJ until this moment. Well, it's just like he he's that kind of like gray area where I think a lot of people. Well, the gray area is the most dangerous. Well, yeah, they want to be the worst people are the gray areas. Well, they want to be understanding, so you end up kind of trusting those people because you're like, oh, if you're accepting of our friends who express themselves this way, then why wouldn't you be accepting of me expressing myself this way? And then they're not. They're so not. So mm-hmm. I agree. Like I think that that is a really dangerous place. Um, the most dangerous place to be. And I think that it's interesting to kind of show that moral gray area here because we do have a very black and white separation here between um, Howard. Pearl kind of lives in that gray area as well, but we have like Howard and then that um, whole idea of the evangelical uh, television broadcast mm, happening mm-hmm. um, and that whole undercurrent. And then you've got all of all of the um, young folks who are um, filming the movie. And then you've kind of got RJ who falls in that gray area and then Pearl who falls in that gray area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but on kind of a different level um, and in different circumstances, obviously. So I think that that's a really interesting kind of moral play going on. Um, and then it ends up in RJ's demise. He... Um, she ends Ola up. Ola Blue Oyster Cult is playing. Don't yes, yes, yes. So, like, again, the soundtrack coming into play Slaps. here. So, he's getting fucking murdered. Murdered. In, while Blue Oyster Cult is playing. And then she, going back to her dancer days, <laughs> yes. she stabs him and then immediately, like, finds herself. Like, so we were saying, like, she's, like, literally sitting on top of him, dry humping this man's dick. And stabbing him in the neck over and over again. And, like, it looks like she's goddamn coming. She and, said, like, we she said squirting's like, going to happen. It's either going to be your neck or, or me. Or my Yeah, She said, maybe Yanya. We went there. Or your neck's going to squirt. That's right. We and fucking then, went And then there. she gets up and she revisits her old dancer days. Yeah. And she just, like, lets loose. Yes. And she's just dancing and being free. Yes. And, like, she's, like, living her life. And she's covered in his blood. Which, shout and out the- to the cinematographer for this, for having that red light and having Ooh. the blood splatter oh, yes. onto the headlights On of the, the car. On the headlights of the car. Yep. And so she's shout dancing out. in Beautiful. the red light and being, like, this, like, flamenco, gorgeous human. Yeah. And, like, just, like, living her life and really just having a moment for the I first know. time. And probably forever just because she's, like... 
oh, you're gonna reject me? No, you're gonna die. And yeah. I'm gonna exactly. dance on your corpse. And I'm gonna come on you. She, I don't. I don't know if that's exactly. actually what happened. Ti. I'm. I mean, sorry. Like Ti West. <laughs> I keep pointing to Ti West. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know well, if that was your intention, but she had a literal orgasm. Yeah, she yeah. had a moment. I made a note actually in my phone during this moment, and I wrote, "Don't fear the Reaper. After killing him, she becomes tranquil, a dancer." Ooh. <laughs> I love well, that. Don't Fear the Reaper is the name of the song yeah. also, by like, Blue Oyster Cult. I love but... like, hearing a popular song playing while something's happening rather than like orchestral music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because oh, I'm just yeah. like, oh, cool. Like, this is like so applicable to what's going on in the time period. Like, yeah. it, was, it was amazing. But, yeah. well, it was like there was something perfect about not just the song playing, but like though the timing of exactly those lyrics yeah. coming out the moment she steps up from his body and starts, like, moving her limbs. Like, there was something about the song saying, don't fear the reaper, like, as she's, like, outstretching her arms. Yeah. Like, there was, like, a beauty oh, yeah. in that, too, that was, like, really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is definitely one of those movies that, like, Topher and I definitely talk about this, where everyone showed up and just did their fucking job. Like, everyone knew the assignment and just fucking mm-hmm. did it. Like, from the person who did the music, from the cinematographer, from all of the actors, like, mm-hmm. everyone just knew exactly what movie they were in, and they were like, okay, word, yep, got it, and just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think that this works so well. Um and, I mean, I love, too, when, like, a popular song comes on when, like, someone's dying. Or even just in a horror movie, like, um, like at the end of Us, when it's um, the mini Ripperton song that's a really upbeat song. But if you, like, listen to the lyrics, you're kind of like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Or in, like, American Psycho, when he's listening to Hit to Be Square. Yeah. And, like, just, like, murdering this man. Yes. And he's like, it's Hit to Be Square. It's, like, yes. it just it adds this, like, weird juxtaposition where it's, yeah. like, the creepiest thing ever match with, like, such a comforting song. And you're just like, exactly. oh, my God. Like, I don't know how to feel. It, it, it almost it's that it, gothic idea of like taking something really normal to us and like really like you said comforting like a song that we listen to a lot or we've heard a lot and then turning that dial a little bit to the left and being like mm-hmm. ooh yeah. like making us really uncomfortable oh no I never hear that song again without thinking of Patrick Bateman just murdering someone yeah like, oh, mm-hmm. is it Jared Leto that he's murdering at that moment I'm pretty sure maybe but I'm, yeah. not, oh. I'm not completely ooh. sure ooh, that's a crazy moment yeah so anyway then... sorry we'll move on with the plot so then, um, so then after uh, RJ is dead, uh, people are going to start, you know, looking for him. So Lorraine um, wakes up, and then Wayne also notices that RJ is missing. They go searching, looking for him. Well, no, because what's his name comes to the door, and is like, "Hey, my wife's missing." So that's why Wayne comes out. Well, I think first. Um, Lorraine gets okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry trapped. Sorry. I think right. Well, so doesn't does that happen first? Which happens? I don't first? know. Lorraine notices that um, what's his name that RJ, RJ is, is missing. missing. She wakes up. He's not by her side. She goes to go look for him. Yeah, and then she wanders into Howard and Pearl's house. house, and she right. runs. She runs into Howard, and she's like what's going on? I can't find RJ. And he's like, I can't find my wife. Go down into my basement. 
So they really play on the vulnerability of I old people. I wouldn't go down They really into, play that up. Listen, if I owned a basement in my own house, oh, I wouldn't go no. down there. I was that kid who, like... If I had like, my own basement, no. I was that kid who, even when I wasn't in my basement, if I was just downstairs and I was the last one, like, to go to bed... I would like turn out the last light and run my fucking ass upstairs oh, because so no I was one's like, ever run faster. Oh, no one has yeah. ever run faster yeah. in their lives. My whole imagination would just cycle through the most terrifying things that could happen to me well, while running anyone. up the stairs. So it like, <laughs> oh, no, no. So this is happening simultaneously, remember? Yes. So Wayne goes out to try to look for Pearl because Howard has convinced her that Pearl is missing. So he. In his underwear with Literally. his dad bod six pack, <laughs> barefoot. He drinks well, beer, but he also works out. Yeah, and has a six That's pack. That's what he gives off. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a dad bod, sexy daddy. We can see why Maxine's into it. Like, absolutely. He wanders into the barn and is walking through, oh. mind you, barefoot. We see oh. in the forefront a nail. A trap that has been planted for him. This is he a keeps beautiful... walking, and at this point, mind you, me, Olivia. If you don't know my voice, hi, I'm Olivia. I'm turning around because I know exactly what's going to happen. He steps on the nail, obviously, starts freaking out. Like obviously, he starts chatting about tetanus. So I was like, baby, tetanus is the least of your worries <laughs> right now. Absolutely not. Like, you're going to die. And Literally. then peeks through a hole and tries to see what's outside. The hole is covered, the light goes away, and a needle comes through and stabs him in the eye. Not a needle. It's a pitchfork. It's like a pitchfork needle, like a very thick, wildly insane moment. Yeah. And then we see Lorraine in the basement. This is all happening simultaneously. Yeah. She goes and turns on the light bulb. So you think, as the viewer, you think that this moment is over. Like, that you've seen him be stabbed in the eye, and we don't have to see it anymore, right? You're like, oh, I've gotten over the traumatic point of this part. And then she turns on the light bulb, and then it immediately flashes back to Wayne, and they pull the pitchfork out, and his eye and whatever comes out with it. It's truly one of the most brilliant... It's one of the it's most brilliant... It's a gotcha moment. Yeah. It's one of the most brilliant gotcha moments I've literally ever seen where you are truly tricked. Like, someone who is squeamish would have looked away and and someone would have said, okay, you can look back. And then they would have to see it. Like, me. It is... I, it, me. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally so brilliant. I can't even express. I was not expecting that. We... And, and so they trick you. They, they trick you into trusting them because you see the nail... You see him walk towards the nail. You're cringing. You're you waiting for that happen, moment. You know what's going to happen, You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. He steps on it, and it's still fucking gruesome. And then you think that maybe that's it, or we don't know what's going to happen next. And then you see the eyeballs, and you're and like, And you Fuck. know the eye is going to happen. And then you think, okay, that's it's over. over. And then you get that flash, that cut shot to it being ripped out, and it's just... It's brilliant. brilliant. It's brilliant. brilliant. I fucking love when there's just a kill that I'm just like, it like excites me because I know it's not real. Um, I'm not a psychopath, but um, <laughs> I feel like I have to say that a lot. Um, maybe I should talk to my therapist about that. Um, but so where we're at here is Lorraine is caught in the basement, stuck, um, uh, locked down in the basement. Oh, yeah, right? trapped her in the basement. Yeah. Um, which, what the fuck did she think? I know that she's, like, supposed to be our naive character, but... Don't make someone else go in the basement for you. 
Red flag number it one. It didn't really make yeah. sense as to why he asked to go into the basement. I don't or like, why. or she was just like way too non-discerning. I don't know. Well, she yeah. just was Literally like a child. I don't even know why she walked in to the house to begin with. Like, I she don't really remember. She was looking for RJ. She was looking for RJ, but I don't remember what he said. And he was something like. The well, flashlight. He, he was like, go down. The flashlight's down there. Go down to my workbench in the basement. Okay. It's like, bitch, no, you go and do that. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. So she went down to, like, look for the the thing. And then we have, like, the light pulling moment, which is why we have the pitchfork and the yeah. eyes. Um, but she doesn't know that that happened. And then she, like, goes further down. And, like, finally she finds the flashlight. And she's like, okay, I found it. And then she goes up the stairs. Ugh. And then knocks on the door, or, like, she tries to, like, open the door, and the door's locked. And so, of course, she's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, help. SOS. 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 She's, like, knocking on the door. She's like, it's locked. Like, let me back in. And then, like, no one is there. And then she goes back down the stairs and then shines the flashlight or some kind of light is shown on this crucifixed looking yeah. like hung from the ceiling type of corpse. Yep. Oh, my um, this is the first penis we've seen the entire movie. Yeah. This is true. We've it's seen a naked all... man hanging from the ceiling who we don't know who this is. So this is probably Well, we're presumed to think that it's No, it's not though. It looks like RJ. It looks like RJ. But he's a nondescript white man who RJ looks like. But I think that's why she screams. Oh, not not why she she was screaming for RJ. But like, I I don't think that I think we're supposed to. I I think this is like uh maybe like an error in the film Uh that we think it's RJ, but it's not. I know they made him look exactly like him. What's so the it's someone that was there before. It's yeah. like they've done this. The couple has it's done this before. It's to let us know, I guess, that it's premeditated. I think that the, if that was He's the... also been there for... I think, thinking back now, this man has been there for a while. The the corpse did look a little um, not fresh. Also, this... Not that I know what a fresh corpse this, looks like, like but this, like... It makes a little <laughs> bit more sense because I think they hung him there while he was still alive because maybe this was someone that Pearl was interested in before. Ugh. Yeah, I think it is supposed to let us know that this was a little bit premeditated. Makes a lot of sense. Or something that they've done. Not necessarily premeditated, but something that they've done before. I yeah. just feel like we all agree that a critique of that moment is like, can you at least make these white guys look a little bit different? <laughs> I know. Or maybe I know. maybe like, can make you him not a white guy. Like, not, or give him some... Jesus well, Christ. Yeah, by not... Or some, I don't know. By making him look different than the normal white guy, can you just make him not right. a white guy? Or at least like... A blonde guy. It's something because different. Something whoever different. looks different than RJ, because RJ, it was hard to tell. RJ was not a script. Yeah, was, was just like a white brunette. Also, guy. this corpse, yeah. you don't, you can't really tell from a corpse what the person looked like. Like, just so you know. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wish that they had. So I, I think that this is a really good. Um, so we brought up the idea, even though this is in the seventies, we you know definitely said the said the word Airbnb, where this is definitely like a fear that we I think has kind of cropped up 
in, you know, recent years, like we've all seen like those TikToks where they're like, look for this in your Airbnb, the phone charger that has the fucking camera in the, you know, like the yeah, little right. lens. Nights of the El Royale, whatever the fuck that movie is. Yeah, and like just kind of scarier things that could happen, that could come from this like, you pay me to share like this space or to borrow my space sort of thing. And that's kind of the transaction that they're doing here. Um, and while this isn't obviously a straightforward like Airbnb situation, because a I don't think that the this old couple, even if they lived right now, wait, would know I, what think she, this I think is, she but... said that at the beginning of the movie. She's like, so it's just like an Airbnb, an Airbnb and they're gonna film a porn in there. We're like, yes, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> Airbnb is like. I guess I didn't realize that it, t- it took place in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Mackenzie, like, mind you, like has bleached eyebrows. Maxine. She, Maxine, fuck. Who, what did I say? You said Mackenzie. Mac- Who the fuck is Mackenzie? I don't know. Brandy. <laughs> well, I guess I'm like, how do you rent out a place in this in the 70s? Right. And like, That's why it costs $30. Call, like, call beforehand to be like, hey, is this place, like, able to to be rented out and it's like then a they, they wanted to get, a farm but for like their to get to the place daughter. and then like have a, a shotgun Can we use your cows it's crazy like that Excuse makes me, no sense <laughs> so anyway more people die um, yeah, yeah yeah so Howard um goes to the guest house and he asks uh but oh, so Wayne's dead Wayne's dead Wayne's um, dead RJ's dead Lorraine's trapped Lorraine's and Maxine in is in trouble so Maxine um, Maxine is in is trouble, in trouble. Well, Molly, you in danger, girl. And I mean, everyone's in danger. Everyone's at this in, point. in danger. Like, get the fuck out. Um, and then Howard approaches the guest house and asks a butt naked Kid Cuddy um, to help him locate. Oh Pearl. my god. Okay, so we're going back to the beginning when I was like, "Hello." If I don't see Kid Cuddy's dick, and we, it's to this point we haven't seen him. So he answers. So he wakes up like being like, "I think I heard something next to a Britney Snow." And so he goes down. Howard's standing outside the door with a shotgun. Yeah. And he's like, hi, I need to find my wife. He's like, well, you got a big shotgun for, like, just, like, looking for your wife. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, right back at you, partner. he's like, well, it's because the Gators, like, the Gators, who were aforementioned, that almost came after Maxine, right? Yeah. So Kid Cuddy answers. He's fully naked at this point, right? And I'm like, we're going to see Kid Cuddy's dick. We're going to fucking see it. And, like, the light, again, so we watch this in broad daylight. The light's shining on the TV. And (laughs) I see it. I see it hanging down. Like, mid-thigh, you guys. Mid-thigh, this dick. And I'm, like, freaking out. And, like, no one else sees it. And then, like, he says something. They're talking about, like, both being, like, Marines. And he does something, and it starts just, like, swinging left to right. The dick is swinging left to right. And I'm like, you guys! Oh, my God! And, like, no one sees it. And so we have to rewind it, and, like, we will post this video of it. Oh, Nicole we will. will post this video of it, of, the, <laughs> we, like, them sitting in front of the TV, and his dick just swinging left to right. And then just, like, really... I mean, it's like, it definitely plays in the whole thing with like Howard kind of just like being inept to be able to pleasure his wife. And he's like, that's true. Look at my dick, you old white piece of trash. And it angers him for sure. I mean, it has to like, and this man is clearly racist. Like he, he definitely is. Like you can tell that from the beginning. Like, I mean, he's an old man in Texas in the seventies. Like 
uh, it's kind of racist. Yeah. But like you like yeah, so like it's like swings back and forth and it was just like everything I needed to see. I mean, I I I don't know if it was prosthetic. I really hope it was not. But yeah, we see this. I'm so sorry. I had to just put in my two cents there because that was that was no, my I moment that. where he that just was, was like, moment. "Look at my dick, Beautiful. you old disgusting man." Literally. No, we really had to turn back the tapes. We literally watch. did. Like, I will post that video on our Instagram, and then you guys will understand what it was for. Um, because yeah, I I, I it was something I, I I had to I had to see for myself. And, um, so then, uh, they, for whatever reason, Jackson decides to go with Howard, I guess, you know, because for whatever reason, they've all kind of been isolated from each other in the way that all of these kills happen in the last like 40 minutes of the movie. So they happen so fast that it's not like anybody can communicate and it's in the cover of night, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not like Jackson could be like, oh no, you killed my fucking friends. Like there's no fucking way that I'm coming with you. He is buying into the vulnerability of this person being an older man who's lost his wife. his wife, who might have fallen into the gator. Right. Who might be in danger, who might, you know, he keeps saying that she's sick. So we can assume that she might have some sort of dementia or, you know, that she wanders off. Um, for whatever reason. And then Jackson finds this submerged car in a pond. Um, and then Howard just point blank, just shoots him dead. Like Mm -hmm. jump scare, just shoots him. Mm -hmm. And, um, so this kind of tells us that he's complicit in Pearl's violent tendencies. But like after he says some mean shit to him, he's like, Oh yeah. He definitely implies that this has happened before. He's like, you bohemian types like come out here. Yeah. Like the last time this happened. That sort of thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. I think we should go. It's it's actually a very, very funny moment. And then he shoots him. Literally. Yeah. Point blank. Well, I mean, also the sunken car is, like, showing that oh, this shit, has happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. They find a sunken bug that has, like, some yeah. progressive bumper stickers on it. Exactly. And he <laughs> starts to put two and two together, and he's like, oh, shit. I gotta go. And then Howard, like, looks at him with his, like, if he's never looked more terrifying. Yeah. He has his black eyes, and he's staring at him, and he's like... Just shoots him. He's, oh, he's like, you types out here just, like, turning on my wife. Oh god! Okay, what? Little nuts. Yeah, it's it's really (laughs) crazy, and then just like shoots him with his shotgun, like this goddamn shotgun, just like really puts in, like does a number. Literally, and then I'm glad that he had kind of a noble, not necessarily noble death, but like he he was was trying to help him. Yeah. While it happened, and then um, while this is happening, Pearl goes to the guest house and climbs into Maxine's bed after. taking her oh, robe off. God. She's completely naked. Oh my god, oh my god. And it's implied and shown a little bit that Maxine is sexually abused by Pearl. And With her bloody hands. She has her yeah. hands all over Maxine. Yeah. And then Maxine slowly wakes up and then of course screams. And then Bob- Bobby Lynn um, witnesses Pearl fleeing the house and she hears um, Maxine scream. She kind of goes to go check on her, but then um, 
then oh and and then we kind of get a little bit of a um cutaway so we're back in that farmhouse where lorraine has the hatchet and she breaks through the panel in the basement door breaks through the wrong panel the poor wrong girl. Panel girl poor girl she's wrong having to panel. reach she's having to reach way too fucking far if she had just gone like to the panel to the left or to her left that she would have it would have worked out um but then howard um like cuts off some of her fingers in a very brutal Ooh. just like couple of whacks um which forces her back inside you know she doesn't want to lose her entire hand and then um bobby lynn ends up following pearl outside to the nearby lake and um tries to take her away from the water because she you know she has this kind of vulnerable moment with her like know that pearl has killed anyone so bobby lynn's like oh like my grandma does this too and you know like i actually thought about becoming like a nurse for this because of that and of course, Pearl's like, I don't need no nurse. And she like slaps her, calls slaps her, her in the face and calls her a whore. And then Brittany's like, you know, or uh, Bobby Lynn is like, you know what? You don't want my help? Then fuck you. And tries to walk away. But um, Pearl ends up throw or knocking her into the lake where she's then just like eaten by an alligator. Head Amazing. first. Head first. Yes, I knew it. Head I wanted, I wanted like Brittany Snow to have like a really epic death and I was I was just waiting for the gator death. I was I know. so excited that it was it was Brittany Snow that it happened to. Mm. Oh yeah. Head first. Snapped snapped like on the head. Um and yeah. then let's see what Howard happened? comes out to the dock and is like, well, like I've killed these people and I've got one down in the basement for you. Yeah. And Pearl goes, that's not the one I want. And she's like, the other girl had something special. Well, she, she's referring to um, Maxine. Yes. So you can tell that, like, this has happened before. She kind of, like, I think that can be, I don't know, it can be inferred that that person in the basement that was that had died, she had felt that way about that person. Yeah. And, like, they trap people down in their basement that like do it for Pearl and like Howard just wants to support her and keep like someone for her until they just like kill them. Yeah. So I think she wants to trap Maxine is what she really wants. She's like, I don't want Lorraine. I want Maxine. And probably the wires got crossed because we do mention the hair color. She's like, I don't like blondes. And then, oh yeah, you so, know I don't like yeah. blondes. Yeah, no, I don't like blondes. Okay, so Pearl's gay. Gay. A little bit. At least a little fluid. At least a little fluid. At least a little fluid. She likes. She likes I mean, she has clearly she's has such a, a massive thing for Maxine. She's very. She's bisexual. Yeah, she she's at least like got some. There's some serious like this sexual is our repression horror going on. Bisexual icon. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think love so. Pearl, I think. Pearl, yeah, I've come around. I've come around to Pearl. <laughs> I've changed my tune I on Pearl. Um. So. Maxine sees Pearl and Howard go back to the guest house and she hides under the bed. And then um, they kind of discuss all these murders and then they end up having sex. <gasps> like, completely yes. just... honestly, they have the sweetest conversation where she's like, Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm special. Yeah. Tell me you want me. And it's like, honestly, the sweetest moment ever. I know. You were like about to cry. I, no, I was yeah. crying. It was. No, very sweet. I think you did cry. There was a tear, at least a, a, at single, least a, single, a single tear, tear which is almost more impactful. Like, where he was like, You were the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And not only that, but he was also like, The moment I met. Yeah. You're the most beautiful I oh, have ever fair. seen. Like, it wasn't just like, yes, like, you are, like, just to say it because she wants him to yes. say it. It was like, no, 
literally the moment I met you, you were this person for me. And, she and it was like, very and emotional. He's like, he's like, what about yeah. my heart? And she's like, your heart's going to be fine. And then, like, they start fucking, and she's literally, like, she's doing the whole porn star. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like, having her porn star fantasy. Well, she yeah, is. Well, I mean, I, mean, I like, but she's like fuck me Howard like she's like saying it and it's like amazing they have yeah. this like, great moment and I was so well, they, you feel for the murderers you feel for them yeah that's what this movie does so well is that you don't really know who you feel for more or who to root for because obviously these people are being brutally murdered and you your our morals align way closer to theirs than they do the murderers obviously but then we kind of really see this intimacy between them. And like you were saying, we kind of, we see these things that it feels like they haven't said to each other in like 50 years. Mm. And that's what feels so intimate about it and so important is that it is very genuine and it feels like it's something that's been lost for a while and it's finally um, come back to the surface. And I think that's why they kind of decide to have sex with each other regardless of his potential heart attack. Maxine ends up, while they're, you know, uh, distracted by Fuking, um, she manages to flee to the van where she finds RJ's corpse. Ah! And then the keys are missing. Ah! And then she finds ah. that... Ah! And then she finds that pistol that's in the glove box, which, again, I'm going to refer back to the beginning of this movie when, um, mm-hmm. when Wayne is like, yeah, I have an uh, empty gun in my glove box you know that does the same thing to intimidate people Mm -hmm. and then Maxine goes to the farmhouse and frees Lorraine who angrily blames Maxine for everything that's happened Um, Lorraine ends up panicking and runs out the front door and just straight up gets shot by Howard shot by a shotgun also, like, so she's obliterated. Also, how did these motherfuckers move so fucking fast after having sex after right? like a million years of not having well, no, sex? No, when they're like 130 years old. Good fucking and God. And they were in the other house, which was like a Literally full half how, mile away. How did they move that fast? I don't know. Literally. He hadn't even finished yet. And no way. Like, Literally. Well, he had sex in like 10 years at least. So, like, he was, you but know, like when, roaring to go. But, like, when, um, I mean, maybe it was like the adrenaline. I'm not sure. But when, when Maxine flees the room, they're still like going. Like, they haven't finished. And so I'm just like, I, I don't know how they made it over there that quickly. Um, but after all of, after all of this shit goes down, um, Howard and Pearl start moving all the bodies and they're trying to frame the crew as like intruders essentially. And, um, Lorraine who's dying startles Howard who has a heart attack and dies. Maxine, um, walks up or or runs up to, to Pearl and is like, where are the fucking keys? And she tries to shoot the, um, she tries to shoot Pearl, but then the pistol is unloaded. But yeah, um, like Pearl's like being calling her a whore. I mean, like you're gonna know what this feels like one day. Oh and, like, yeah, saying all these mean things to her, and then Maxine is like yelling, at, not yelling at her, but like saying in a very firm, cool voice, she's like, "I'm not you. I'm not you. I do not have to accept the life that I do not deserve." Like saying all her all, all of her affirmations, like yeah. I am a sex every. Guy. 
Every symbol. good queen needs an affirmation. It's like this is the most six. badass moment Maxine has ever experienced in her life. She's just like, I'm a badass. Like you, motherfucker. Like mm, Maxine is my new role model. Uh, let's be honest. Absolutely. Seriously. Let's be honest. In the face of death, she said no. She said, "I am worthy." I don't accept this. I don't, I don't accept, accept death. I don't I accept don't. you. Point. I don't accept you. I don't accept. <laughs> This scenario, I am a murder. fucking star, bitch. And look and at then, my bleached eyebrows. <laughs> only a true queen can yes. pull that off. Let's be Truly. real. Guys, like and subscribe. Should I bleach my eyebrows? <laughs> LMK, let me know. I mean, my, my, check out my Instagram. Let me know. Um, so Pearl tries to shoot Maxine, but she misses. And then the force from the shotgun blasts her out of the house and she breaks her hip. Good God. Um, she breaks her hip and as she lands on the ground, could they have not like come up with a more well, yeah, like because frail she weighs way? Five pounds and she shoots a shotgun that is like insane. The yeah. kickbacks in those are wild. <laughs> Do you? Th- I mean, I haven't never shot a shotgun in my life, but I have. Would it's, it, it's wild. But, It'll break your but would it? Yeah. But would it shoot back a woman like that? Like in so, that way? The first time it would that I do that. the first time that I shot a shotgun, I would go into my uh, grandfather's back. Backyard. This is really going to show my southern roots here. Um, and we would shoot milk jugs um, with a shotgun um, with like just little pellets. Like it wasn't like a real bullet or anything. And the first time I shot it, the kind of like kickback of it gave me a black eye. Yeah. It, the it's first real. Time, like my dad like collects guns. And I remember when I like I've shot his guns before. I've never shot his shotguns before. But I remember when I was young, he, w- he let my sister do it. Mm-hmm. And my sister did it and, like, fell back. Like, not just, like, fell over, like, back. Like, it's because it, it really, has so far to go, so it's kind of like You have that. to have the right stance. And this woman, yeah. mind you, Pearl is, like, again, 175 years old. Like, she weighs maybe 80 pounds. That is, that is what I'm not exaggerating on. The age, yes. She probably weighs 85 pounds yeah. at this point. And, like, that shotgun is going to... She's not set up correctly. Like, her stance is not good. She has, like, the bone density yeah, of, yeah, 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 like... I don't think she's ever really... A, chicken, a bird, like, like yeah. from Popeye's. Like, literally pick up a bucket of wings from Popeye's or KFC, and it's the same type of bone density. Like, okay. she's, she's dead. So, as she's, like, lying injured outside, she's begging Maxine for help, and Maxine is like, no, you called me a whore. I don't think so. And Um, you murdered my friend. And you you murdered my friend, secondary to that. Um, And then she runs her over with the truck, which crushes Pearl's head. Not only runs her over, but goes backwards, bitch. Literally. She goes in reverse. She's like, I am not going to just drive this car forward and, like, get the fuck out of here. Actually... I'm gonna go. I got 10 some feet business in reverse yeah. to run your fucking head over. I got some business Kablam. to attend to, and then she goes forward. Literally. That's important to know. Literally, um, and Maxine is a badass, but she drives away from the farm, notably um, taking another line of coke on her. The no, back they of her missed hand. such a big thing for her to do the a line of coke off the steering wheel. I know she's yeah. been doing every like pivotal moment in this movie. This bitch is doing a line of coke, and yeah. I'm like, a if anyone line. has made drugs look cool, yeah. it's Maxine. Literally, yeah. She, I, I truly think that that might be the reason she is the final girl. <laughs> yeah, because she does drugs. <laughs> Here, kids, 
do drugs and, and you'll, you'll survive. survive anything. You will survive. So that's the real message. Um, so then the next morning, the police arrive at the house to retrieve the bodies. But, like, while Maxine is driving away doing her affirmations, and you know, like, she's either I'm going to be, star. like, wildly successful, like, she She's actually, the next Anna Nicole She Smith. was, like, actually turned into Meryl Streep, like, <laughs> or she dies. Like, I don't has know. Like, like, she, a, either, like has, she either gets everything or she gets nothing. Do mm-hmm, you think? Like, mm-hmm. Totally. This is a, definitely yeah. an all-or-nothing narrative where she either, like, becomes... Like, she either... Becomes a star. And... Never tells anyone what happened. Never tells anyone what happens, or she lets what happened consume her and doesn't get, like, any sort of therapy or help for it, and becomes, like, a drug addict and just... Spirals. Spirals. Yeah. So... Or both. Or both. I mean, yeah. There, Honestly, both there's room is probably both. The, the answer. Well, when the cops arrive... They find the camera. They do. So we find a little, we, they find the camera and they're like, like, what do you think we're going to find on here? And it's like, I don't know, by the looks of this, the best horror film ever, like something like that. Um, and then we see again, this, um, recurring evangelist, uh, television program, um, on the TV. And then through this, it's revealed that Maxine is the daughter of this conservative Christian preacher whose speeches mm. were frequently playing on Pearl and Howard's television. And they find, um, they find out that like the preacher is saying like, Oh, don't turn out like this person. And he like reveals a big poster of her face and yeah, like Maxine. my daughter. And we know it, like my daughter, Maxine, et cetera, et cetera, like went down the wrong path, like all this shit. Um, and then, it's just the police, like, you know, speculating about what that camera might contain. And then we cut to some really vibey um, credits. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the mm-hmm. movie. That's it. Long story mm-hmm. short. I know. Long story short. Um, that's the end of the movie. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to part one of our episode on X. And a very special thank you to Olivia and Shannon, my guests today. If you want to find Olivia on Instagram, she's at canyoucope, so C-A-N-Y-O-U-C-O-P-E. And then we have Shannon. If you want to find her on Instagram, she's at shanmishstove, so S-H-A-N-M-I-C-H-S-T-O-V. And Shannon also has a very fun viral TikTok. She's at S-H-A-N-S-T-O-V-A-L-L, so at shanstoval. I want to go ahead and announce that next week, Horror Babes will be taking a little summer hiatus, so there will be no episode next week, but then we will be right back at it with part two of our episode on X, so make sure to stay tuned. Hey babe. Yeah, babe.